0: So I want to say this, I want to say, look, what's the gospel? The gospel is that Jesus Christ, the difference between religion, I touched on it earlier, I want to expand on it a little. The difference between religion, all religions, pagan religions, um, Christian type religions, uh, all sorts of other faiths, the difference between religion and real belief, in Jesus Christ as Savior, is very simple to summarize. And it's this. That all other religions want to appease God in some way. They want to do a work that will please God. They want to do something that's going to uh, make God uh, look down on them with with favor. So it's man working his way to God. Women working their way to God. Mankind working his way to God. Does that make sense? All religions. You can see it as a feature. If you study um, religions from ancient times, this is a feature. It's mankind working towards God. Real Christianity... I'm not talking now about the dead religion. Real Christianity is the opposite. It's God saying, there's nothing you can do that's going to please me. Therefore, I give my son as an offering so that if you put your faith in him, that will satisfy me. So it's not about us working our way to God to please Him. It's God, through His Son, working His way to us that we will have peace with God. Amen? That's a massive difference right there. And what happens is, usually what happens when people, if people are touched by God and they come to faith, they've entered into that position and then they spend time with other people, and under the influence of religion, they start trying to work their way to God. Okay? And what happens is they try and please God, and now they're trying to please God, and now, instead of looking to Christ for their justification, subtly, oh, it's ever so subtle, this. It's so subtle. But what happens is, they try to start doing things to please god oh i prayed a lot today god will be pleased with me Oh, i studied the bible today god will be pleased with me oh you know i'm helping people today god will be pleased with me all those things are great but none of those things lead to justification justification is by faith alone amen are you with me this morning, everyone? Shall I continue? Is, is it okay? <laughs> Listen, there's some great truth here which sets us at liberty. Let me explain. Let me, let me just take this a little further. Watch this. When we accept that there's nothing we can do that will in fact please God, this is why the Apostle Paul said, even my best is as filthy rags. So even our best is as filthy rags once we accept there's nothing we can do that will please God then we rely on Christ then Christ becomes the focal point of our lives and when Christ becomes the focal point of our lives we stop straining I'm not trying to please God and I'm not trying to please you I don't care what you think it doesn't matter I don't care I only care what I I don't care. Look, I mean, I don't care if you have faith or if you don't ultimately. It's not my responsibility. It's between you and God. I'm not trying to convince you to have faith in God. If you haven't got it, you haven't got it. Tough, pity, wish you did. God bless. But it's not my role. My role is just to preach this gospel which teaches the truth of this god who sent his son jesus christ and when we accept christ when christ is really accepted when in fact god has allowed us to accept christ as our savior he then promises to us the empowerment of the holy spirit and this is when the christian life turns into a great adventure Oh, it's so wonderful. When I started to hear about the Holy Spirit and living in this, the power of the Holy Spirit, such a wonderful thing. I start, let me explain it like this. Once you understand something, you can have an expectation of that thing. You, you know, for example, if someone said to me, and I was thinking about this recently, Because Rick had a very nice Ferrari car, didn't you, Rick? That was a nice Ferrari he had. Beautiful. Yeah, well, it was a very nice red Ferrari, you know, just the type that you'd want. Well, now, it wouldn't, if I saw that car, the expectation that that car would give me would be the thing that would first excite me. Because I know that red Ferraris go quick. And I know that there's going to be a thrill when you go in in a red Ferrari. It's the expectation that I'm I'm liking immediately. And so I see the car, I have the expectation, and then that causes me to be pulled into the car and take that car for a drive of maybe, maybe one day, Maybe. But the point is, the point is this, that there's an expectation. Now, unless a Christian understands the scripture, there's no expectation. Unless we we have an understanding of what this is, there's no expectation. So now that I've studied, now that I understand what this is saying, I have an expectation. I understand. Oh, oh, the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost and now the Holy Spirit isn't dwelling in in a synagogue. The Holy Spirit isn't dwelling there anymore. The Holy Spirit is now dwelling in me. (laughs) The Holy Spirit is dwelling in you and me. So you and I now are the temples of God, the Bible says. Don't view me, I'm not an ordinary person. Please don't think I'm ordinary. If you think I'm a little different, you ought to look at me and he's a bit different. I'm very different. You say a bit different, you're wrong. I'm very peculiar. (laughs) I'm a very peculiar man. (laughs) It's the truth, isn't it? You're pretty peculiar as well. (laughs) Aren't we all? We ought to be. Because the Holy Spirit resides in us. We're the temples of God. I'm not meant. Look, if I was just a religious person, I'd be going, you know, Mr. Boring religion, going to church, you know, have a nice religious look on my face, the religious look. You know. Hey, I've got life. God lives in me. There's power. There's an expectancy. We've got testimonies. We've seen what God has done. Things point to God. The reality of this redemption. Not a theory. We're not talking theory. We're not involved in theory here. We're involved in the reality of redemption. And that's this life then that God has given us. The Holy Spirit now, Pentecost came. The church, true believers, have the Holy Spirit residing inside of them. Let's just look at a scripture here of what the Holy Spirit residing inside um, teaches us. Come with me, please, first of all, just... To the book of Romans. Romans eight fourteen. Romans eight fourteen. It says this for as many are as led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For as many as are led. By the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So the Holy Spirit, he's anointed me. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit then is guiding me. He's leading me through life. But he's not leading me on my own. I now have the power of God residing on the inside of me. It's the most remarkable thing. You say, and you know, it's so easy for this. Listen, when you preach like this, when you talk like this, when this is your position, it's so easy for a cynic. Oh, we are biggest targets you could imagine. You know, the cynics have such an easy job with us. Does it say, well, if that's the case, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Why don't you do this? Well, say, I don't know. I haven't got all the answers. I'm just a human. I'd change everything. If I could change everything, I would change everything. I hear things on the news that if I was God, I wouldn't allow it to happen. I'm not God. If I was God, I wouldn't have allowed that to happen. So we don't have all the answers, but we have a great power potential that we need to employ. Being led by God. Come with me again. Let's go now to Ephesians 5, very important scripture. Ephesians 5, okay, it says this. Wives, submit to your husbands. No, I'm not going to talk on that. No, that's important as well. Just checking that. Uh, Watch this, okay. Come with me. Let's go to verse Let's go to verse 7 Therefore do not be partakers with them for you were once darkness but now you are a light in the Lord walk as children of light for the fruit of the spirit is in all goodness righteousness and truth finding out what is acceptable of the Lord And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it's shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. Now then, we're the light in this world. So the world is in darkness. People understand this? I mean, look, things have got pretty bad in this country. We are now living in a country that even the leaders aren't sure what a man or a woman is. In all seriousness, that's pretty dark. That's darkness right there. And so what I'm saying is, we're the children of the light. Don't allow the foolishness of that foolishness To infiltrate your thinking. And don't be a coward. Don't go along with it. Say no. I know what's what. I know what a man is. I know what a woman is. And stand and say that. That's a responsibility of you as a believer. Don't be a coward. A lot of people in so-called churches are cowards. We're not meant to be cowards. We're meant to stand strong and be clear on these things. It's very important that we're clear, okay? Because we're in the light. Now, come with me to this verse, 18. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody in your heart to the lord be filled with the holy spirit and in the greek it talks about keep on being filled with the holy spirit what does it mean well it means this jesus goes to the cross jesus is buried everyone who puts their faith in jesus is now a believer they say, "I believe that I sinned, I did things that were wrong. Sin means missed the target. That's what it means. You missed God's target. I missed God's target. I don't know about you. I missed God's target a lot. I do know about you. you missed it as well. Uh, you, you missed it plenty. Yep. And, and you know And so a wise person says, "You know what? before God, I, I, I missed the target. and and so there's a gap between me and God now the gap is bridged through Jesus's action on the cross this is the teaching of the scripture so Jesus dies on the cross so that anyone who puts their faith in him will now have peace with God God sees us now as pure God sees us as clean as if we've never missed the target and so we can have fellowship with God and so, in eternity, we, we are heaven-bound. The Bible teaches. The Bible teaches there's a heaven and a hell. But you're heaven-bound if you have faith in this sacrifice. Now, Jesus then says, look, I'm going to the Father. After he's resurrected, he says, I'm going to the Father, but I will leave with you The comforter who will lead you and empower you this is the work of the holy spirit so every christian every believer here needs to be led and empowered by the holy spirit so we need to be i want to ask a question of you now if if i was to ask you how have you been led and empowered by the holy spirit this week please explain tell me how would you answer So, being led and empowered by the Holy Spirit has an expectation. The expectation causes us to focus on him. And as my dear friend Bishop Retail told me often, what you focus on, you'll get direction from. It was one of his great words of wisdom to me. What you focus on, you'll get direction from. Focus on the leading of the Holy Spirit, focus on the Holy Spirit, and focus now on being empowered by the Holy Spirit, on being sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit, so that as I walk through life, I'm not walking through life now in in the darkness. I'm not, I'm not someone who's going. Oh, I don't know what's going on. What's going? I know what's going on. There are evil forces. Those evil forces are attempting to rob the people of God. And my view, my belief, and trying to steal from that and trick people and put people into bondage and set people in prison to carnality and, and to wrong thinking, wrong believing, wrong focus. And so what does it mean? What does it look like when we're led by the Holy Spirit? Well, it can look like all sorts of things, but it should look like a person who's been under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Notice it talks about wine being filled. Don't be filled with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit will affect every area of your life. You know, a drunken person, they're not just drunk in their arm, are they? Oh, you know, I had a drink, my arm got drunk. But the rest of me is okay. No, 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 no. If you're drunk, you're drunk. <laughs> you're all, all your body is affected. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, everything's affected. Everything's impacted. Everything changes. And everything is under the influence now of God. And so, the way you think, what you think about, where you intend... To go, what you intend to do. Everything is influenced now by the Holy Spirit. And we know how He influences because we know His character. Whatever is lovely, whatever is pure, whatever is gentle, whatever is kind, lovely things. These pure things, these beautiful things are the way of the Spirit someone who's filled with the holy spirit how, how, how it says this look it says in verse 4 of in verse 4 of uh, chapter 4 of ephesians verse 29 it says let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers how different is that to the language of the world oh come on how different is that to the language of the world Amen. Isn't this beautiful? And do not grieve the Holy Spirit. You know the Holy Spirit can be grieved. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit, it says, of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamour, and evil speaking be put away with, from you with all malice. And listen, and be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another even as God in Christ forgave you isn't that beautiful what a beautiful picture what a great way to live kindness and gentleness loving one another listen if God were to come to earth how do you think he'd have talked this is how he would talk kindness love compassion this is, for, this is God's Word. This is the Holy Bible. And this is what I want to say as I'm thinking of inspiring you for this coming week now. So you know that the Holy Spirit wants to fashion our lives. He wants to shape our lives. So what I've found helps me is I focus on him. And I focus on him by singing perhaps or going to him in prayer saying help me, help me Lord, what's what's going on here Lord, What's, what's this? And I'll speak to him and I'll have a leading and I'll sing and the Lord will quicken something to me and he'll say okay go over there go and do this, go and do that. And it's the most beautiful way to live. And that's how God wants us to live. I want to, I want to say today, okay, open yourself up to the leading of the Holy Spirit and say, I'm going to have adventures of faith. I want to experience the leading of the Holy Spirit in my life. I don't want to live a life that's just a uh, religious life. That's not for me. I, I have him now residing in this temple. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so I must yield my life as a temple of the Holy Spirit. And what will God do for, with me and through me? Well, to some, you'll be the light. You have some people in your sphere of influence, They're in complete darkness, and they need the light. And they need the light that you carry when you yield to him. As we yield to him, we carry the light of the gospel. And he shines a light through us into the world, in your sphere of influence. There's a lot of people who are dead. There's a lot of people with lack, a lot of people in bondage. A lot of people are in bondage, and and they need to be set free. Well, how, how do they get set free? They meet someone, they encounter someone who's living this life, who's living this Christian life. Look, this isn't intellectualism. This is a life to be lived. This is who you are. This is just who you are. This is when someone looks at you, they say, hey, you know, he he's different. She's different. Why, why are you different? How, how come you're different? It's who I am. Because it's him in me, you see. That's what it is. It's the Holy Spirit inside of me. And I yield to him. And he comes out of me. And he tell, tells me what to do. He shows me what to do. And so we have to have that as our yieldedness as our goal as our aim i'm going to live my life yielded to the holy spirit most of you have heard that the testimonies you know so many testimonies i have i have some wonderful testimonies of just saying lord show me what to do today and then the lord takes me on a journey shows me what to do sometimes it's very strange things very strange things sometimes (laughs) But it's wonderful that's the adventure of faith and and this is what God's calling us to and the world needs that now but sometimes you know it doesn't need to be a big dramatic uh, thing that happens it could be just be a sentence it's a little sentence to someone it's something it's that it's that sometimes it's just in the ordinary but there's light you see your light in the ordinary And and this is what the Holy Spirit has called us to. My precious brothers and sisters, look. Ephesians 5, from verse 16, it says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise. But understand what the will of the Lord is. Understand what the will of the Lord is. What's the will of the Lord? Well, the will of the Lord is that we be filled with the Holy Spirit. He goes on to say, Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And he says that we are his kingdom children, we are his ambassadors, we are the ones that he's called to represent him in his kingdom in this earth. And so God is saying hey you what are you doing you're my child I put a deposit in you the deposit of the Holy Spirit is in every believer and God says I now want you to yield you don't have to work you don't have to work to to do anything to please God. You don't have to do anything like that. So what he says is this. He's just, he just wants us to yield. God prepared good works in advance that we should walk in them. Ephesians 2 says. How do we do that? We yield. How do we yield? We hear. Just, just Just listen. You know, it's... It's the, you can, I, I, you, can hear, you can hear the radio stations in this room right now, couldn't you? It, but only if you had a receiver. There's jazz music in this room. There's rock music in this room. There's rap music in this room. There's all sorts of music in this room, classical music in this room right now. It's in this room, but you can't hear it because there isn't a receiver on. But if the receiver was on, we could hear the music. So God is saying to us, look, my music's on. The music's on, baby. (laughs) I mean, it's on. You've got to just switch the dial on. Tune in. Unless you want a boring, dead, religious life. your choice as for me (laughs) no way no 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 i want to hear what he's saying yield and then go what a great life to live you know i'm glad bishop moved those chairs in that room that day it was just moving a few chairs to the center you know from the center move the chairs Because that act of obedience created a step in many steps of obedience that helped impact many, many people's lives. And the beautiful thing with God is He calls you and me as priests and kings he calls us for a great position in him you know now the world out there calls us average you're just an average. how they define you by your job usually you know or how much money you've got at the bank or whatever it is they, they use carnal ways to desc- to define people not God no 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 we have a deposit of the Holy Spirit inside of us so let's yield to his will and his way And let's see what he's going to do in and through us. We're on a journey of faith. It's a great journey. It's an exciting journey to be on. I enjoy that. I don't know. I'm not responsible for it. It's him. It's all him. That's all I have to do is just listen. It's very easy. It's very different than the usual religion of Christianity. I'm not trying to persuade people to be converted or anything, you know. You know, people th- sometimes, you know, with Christians, they always like to think, you know, and I used to be like that. It's not my job. Most people won't. It's God. It's God has to do it. I'm just glad I'm chosen. I'm glad I'm elect. They may not be, they may not choose to follow Him. But you have. If you're a believer, and he says, well done, and now we've got an adventure to live. And I'm going to empower you for this adventure. And all things are possible in this adventure. Now, I want you to walk circumspectly, the scripture says. We've just read it. Did you hear me read that? Did you hear me read it? I just read it. Now, did you hear it? Only a few of you heard it. will not you listen? Were you getting bored? I just... Walk circumspectly. What does that mean? You walk. Examining yourself. Circumspect to yourself. Assessing this. Assessing. Well, am I, am I listening to the Lord? Am I hearing from the Lord? What did he tell me to do? When did he, when did he speak? What's he saying to me? How do I hear from God? Do, do you follow So, he puts a demand on us to live like that. And I want to encourage you to do that because that's the life of faith. That's the adventure of faith. We've had so many times when God has spoken to us, Micah and I, so many things, so many uh, examples I could give. Um, You should, most of them, I expect. But every week, you know, there's something fresh, something new. Every day we have things happening. It's amazing. So today then, what I'm saying is this. Yield to the Holy Spirit. Let him lead you and guide you into his way that you'll fulfill what God's called you to do he's got plans for you Ephesians 2 he's prepared good works for you you get to find out what they are by yielding to him just yielding amen sometimes it's surprising you know I said that I I saw Micah's look she looked at me she wasn't even there But she looked at me, and then another time this week, I was on the phone to Jason Cattell in America, and it was quite late at night, and he wanted to talk to me. Jason has these healing services in beautiful stadiums and things around the world now, and he came over to visit me a couple of weeks ago. He looks at me as a mentor. And I, I, and so I was on the phone to him just a couple of nights ago. It was quite late. I said, Micah, I just need to talk to him. And, and Micah was the other side of the bedroom. And I was on the phone to him. And after about 30 minutes, you know what? I saw, I saw her looking at me. Even though I was looking at him on the phone. I saw her look at me. Isn't that amazing? I could see she, I could feel her look. I thought, I've been talking. I said, brother... I said, I've been talking to you for too long. I said, my wife just looked at me. And she, she, I looked at her, she was looking at me. You know, that's a sensitivity, isn't it? Sensitivity to the... Lo- Husbands, have you developed that sensitivity to your wife? Say amen, brothers. Amen. You're not married. <laughs> he's <well-trained. laughs> but he's well trained ladies have you developed that sensitivity as well notice how i say it i say it a bit differently (laughs) Well, how about your sensitivity to god how about your sensitivity to god you think in a relationship with god if we're talking about a relationship rather than religion you think we should be sensitive to him i remember that one time you know just as i close i'm just going to close now but I remember that one time, which really always sticks out in my mind when I think on these things, because it's probably the most pronounced. But I went to a uh, I, I went to Ththli and I said, Lord, show me what to do today, Lord. show me what to do. And I went to Thletli, you've heard the testimony several times. i went I went to Ththli, this town in South Wales, and I'm in the town, and and the Lord's, I, I'm hearing him speak to me. He said, He said, go over to the other side of the market. I go to the other side of the market, and there's a witch's bookshop there. And and, you know the testimony. I, I go to the witch's bookshop, and I open up the encyclopedia of the occult. I'm saying, Lord, is this really you? Am I listening to you, or am I listening to the wrong voice here? I mean, is this really you, Lord? But I knew it was the Lord. I knew it was the Lord. You develop a sensitivity. This is why Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. You know on a mountain, you know in Israel, you know on a mountain, you know why Jesus said that, there's lots of sheep flocks and there's lots of shepherds on the mountain. Lots of them, lots of voices calling. Lots of shepherds calling their sheep on the mountain. But Jesus's sheep hear his voice and they respond to his voice. That's the point of that testimony. So I knew I knew that that was his voice. I knew that he led me over to this shop in the corner of the market, the occult shop, and I knew that he had me opening up the book. why I hear his voice and And he said to me he's, and so this woman came over, all dressed in long you know the Goth type looking you know all black, mysterious eyes looking you know. scary looking woman she came over to me she says she said can I help I said no thanks because he hadn't told me I just waiting for I'm totally dependent on him and and said, and and she goes away and I can tell said "Lord, what am I meant to do what if someone from the church sees me here what am I how am I gonna explain this he says just listen he says just you know it's okay He said, when she comes next, witness to her. So she came over again. She said, you're interested in spiritual things. I said, very. She said, oh. She said, what are you interested in? I said, if I was to tell you, I said, you'd have to promise to give me five minutes of your unprejudiced time because what I'm gonna tell you may shock you. Oh, she said, please tell me. (laughs) (laughs) This is what you call fishing, okay? What did Jesus say he'd make us fishers of? So there was a bit of fishing going on that day because he told me to. And I said, he is, I follow the master who's most powerful of all my master is the most powerful of all masters in fact he's described as the Lord of Lords the King of Kings history itself if you take a coin out of your pocket is in fact dated from his arrival on planet Earth the whole blessed world knows who he is the whole world is focused on his arrival on Earth he is Alpha and Omega His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. I follow him as a believer. He led me to come over here today to tell you that if you continue the way you're going, you'll find yourself in a very difficult place. It's time for you to change. I tell you what, it was like a ton of bricks fell into that shop that day. It was boom. She started to weep. And then a gypsy woman appeared at my side who'd been praying, Oh, I didn't know. She'd been praying for her for three years. And this gypsy woman appears on my side. And because she's crying, she was able to, because you don't want to, you know. So she was able to deal with the woman, you see. And then she said, she, she came, she said, give you this encyclopedia. She gave me the encyclopedia, a very expensive book. She said, I don't want it. She said, I don't want it. I'm going to close this shop. down. I've got to close this shop down, haven't I? I said, yes. It was a real encounter with the living God. I can't do that. You can't conjure that up. That's God. I don't know. I have nothing to do with it. It's God leading his people. It was the right time for her. That's all we are is just vessels who are willing to be open to speak his words. That's all we are. He does it. And you know, we, we spoke, she gave me the encyclopedia, I took it, I took it away, I, I ripped it up, I brought some other literature for her, I went back two weeks later, to that same market, that place is shut down, it's closed. All because we just yielded to the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's very important that we do it. Now God may have plans for you, great plans for your life, a business idea. all sorts of ideas thoughts great things for the children let me tell you something you're not normal if you're a believer you're not normal god's put a deposit in you and that deposit in you can do extraordinary things these little children in here today children who are believers believers children these little ones here today you're not ordinary like the, the rest of the children because God has his hand on your lives. God's hand is on your lives. And God has plans for you. As you walk through school, you're different. You're different. As a believer's child, you're different. Your mummy and daddy are praying for you. The protection of God, the leading of God, the light of God. Amen? Look, he's called us as kings and priests to reign in life. Great things are going to be done through people who decided to yield to the truth of the Word of God. Praise God. Well, that's the introduction. Let's start now. (laughs) Oh, the visitors are wanting just to finish. (laughs) <laughs> oh, look, I love you so much, everyone. I want the best for you. I really do. And I know that God wants the best for you. He loves you. I promise he loves you. He has plans for you. He wants the best for you. He loves you so much. And this great gospel and this great deposit, the Holy Spirit, is ours. Just stand with me as we close. so let's pray together heavenly father we thank you then lord for the truth of the gospel of jesus and we ask this lord you would continue now to minister to us as we speak afterwards as we fellowship together That, lord your will will be done in and through our lives praise be to god amen amen we love you lord